slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody. Happy Monday to you all. I hope everybody had a good weekend. Better weekend than our New York Islanders had. They got off to another disappointing performance. And look, nobody wants to be 0-2. We all know that. But I'm going to tell you that even though there are some disappointing aspects of the start this team had including the 5-1 loss in Florida Saturday. It's too soon to panic, and we'll go over some key takeaways from that game uh, on today's show. We'll also discuss the new contract that was signed last week uh, by Ryan Pulak and uh, why that is such a good contract for the Islanders, who are now in a very good situation with both Pelic and Pulak, and uh, Lou Lamorello, got to give him credit. We'll break that down. We will also have our Islanders birthday of the day. One of the biggest winners in Islanders history who has probably had the best one year of any player in the history of hockey, let alone of the NHL. We'll talk about that. And we've got a whole lot more coming up on today's show. So make sure you stay with us on the Locked On Islanders podcast. And thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms and now also available on YouTube as well. So log on to YouTube and just, uh, you know, search for Locked On Islanders. And if you subscribe, you'll get every episode as they go live. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to talk about, send us an email at lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news, notes, and happenings concerning your New York Islanders. So, 5-1, not the game we wanted uh, in Florida, and, you know, I expect more from this team than what we've been seeing. And I wanted to just take, you know, go over some key takeaways from this game. If, If it... It really is the most upsetting that the Islanders are not playing Islanders hockey. And look, both the Carolina Hurricane and the Florida Panthers are good hockey teams. But, you know, this is an Islanders team with Stanley Cup aspirations. And if you've got Stanley Cup aspirations, you've got to 
you're not going to beat all these teams all the time, but you've got to at least put up a solid performance against them. And right now, that just isn't happening. And the disturbing thing is that the Islanders are not playing the type of hockey that makes them great, and that is strong play in your own zone, strong goaltending, and timely goals. And we're just not getting that right now. One concern that I have seen on Islanders' Twitter and, you know, after watching Saturday's game, Zdeno Chara, 44 years old, as we've mentioned on the show, minus four in this game against the Florida Panthers. Now, when your team gives up five goals and one defenseman is a minus four, that's not a good performance by any stretch of the imagination. Now, look, Zdeno Chara has been playing in this league longer than a lot of listeners to this podcast have even been alive. Zdeno Chara is a smart, heady veteran And I'm not worried long-term about his ability to play better than he has in the first couple of games. But the Islanders do need him to play better. Chara looks a step slow. And if you remember the breakaway goal that was scored very late in the second period by the Florida Panthers... Uh, you know, that one was particularly frustrating to me because, you you know, Chara was caught out of position and the pass just got behind him and Anthony Duclair ends up putting in uh, that breakaway goal. Nice pass by Mackenzie Wieger, got to give him credit for that, but You don't want to let a guy like Duclair get behind you and have that breakaway. Chara did it on that play. And, you know, disappointing to see a a talented veteran defenseman like Z get caught on a play like that and give up a breakaway goal. Trust me, even a veteran like Zdeno Chara has to make adjustments to a new team and a new system and new teammates, and he'll do that. So... In my mind, yes, it's a disappointing start, and no, Zdeno Chara, not that I'm blaming the loss exclusively on him, I'm not, but, you know, he needs to play better, and I'm confident still that he will. The B&B line, usually one of the Islanders' most consistent lines, minus three, each of them, in this game, and none of them put any points on the board and you know that other than Brock Nelson's strong performance in the faceoff circle very disappointing that that line was on the ice for so many goals given up and usually again they're good at possessing the puck at moving the puck at that transition game we didn't see it yet and you know not a good sign meanwhile the other thing that has to be a little bit of a concern especially with uh, Simeon Varlamov still unavailable. Ilya Sorokin, again, not blaming Ilya Sorokin and saying he is fully responsible for this Islanders loss. He's not, not even close. But the Islanders need Ilya Sorokin to play better. Now, look, the breakaway can't say that was his fault. There weren't 
in the first two games, very many soft goals where you say, oh, you know, that that one was one Sorokin has 99.9% of the time and he just flubbed it. No, there have been too many quality scoring chances allowed by this Islanders defense, and that's atypical of this hockey team. But at the same time, you know, we talk about timely saves, emotional saves, saves that help bail your team out of a jam when your players make a mistake, and the Islanders aren't getting that as of right now from uh, Ilya Sorokin. So they'll need Sorokin to do a better job, and assuming that Simeon Varlamov is still not ready for Tuesday's game in Chicago, uh, you, you gotta hope that Sorokin bounces back. Would it shock me if they go with Corey Schneider at some point this week? No. Uh, maybe even in Chicago, but I, I think Sorokin is going to get the majority of the games until uh, Simeon Varlamov returns to the rotation, but they need better goaltending. And obviously, the goalie needs more help if this team is going to bounce back. And the other, another reason I wanted to share that I don't think there's any need to panic at this point. And yet, they made the lineup change and put Uncle Leo in there instead of Ross Johnston, which I tweeted out on, you know, Saturday before the game, many hours before the game. And I think Uncle Leo was Uncle Leo. He was just fine, played more or less his game. Uh, gives you a little bit more of a diverse skill set than Ross Johnston. But, you know, they miss Matt Martin. He'll be back soon. But to me, the biggest reason not to panic, Barry Trotz. Not going to let this team get down and stay down for too long. We know that you, as a coach, part of the job of, of a good hockey coach, you don't let your team get too down when they lose. You don't let them get too emotionally confident and high when they win. Barry Trotz has got to earn his money, and I think he'll start to do that uh, Tuesday's game in Chicago. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show, including the great contracts that both Pelic and Pulak now have, and we'll talk about how that helps the New York Islanders plus our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So, get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required content varies by package. 
And thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So we didn't get a chance. Late last week, the Islanders announced uh, what I think is a great deal. Ryan Pulak uh, signing a new contract to uh, make sure that he stays with the Islanders. And this is a eight-year deal worth $49.2 million. So the annual cap hit is $6.15 million. Now think about this. First of all, what it means is that the New York Islanders now have Pelic and Pulak locked up for the foreseeable future that these two players who are the foundation of the defense, whose play allows this team to shut down some of the best opposing forwards in the league, uh, you know, these guys are going to be Islanders throughout their prime. And look, this contract is an extension. It doesn't take effect this year. So... It starts in 2022-2023, and having both Pulak and Pelik at reasonable but fair rates, I mean, Pelik has a 5.75 AAV, Pulak a 6.15, as we mentioned, AAV, or average cap hit, let's, let's say that. That means that your top defense pair earns... million total. Now think about that. Think about that. Eric Carlson earning $11.5 million a year on his own. Drew Doughty, $11.4 roughly million a year on their own. And you add to the fact that a deal like this You know, if this is a lengthy extension, a seven-year extension, six-year extension, by year four or five, assuming the salary cap continues to go up and we don't have another disaster like we did with COVID where every team suddenly is making a lot less money, this deal just gets better and better. And even if Pelik and Pulak are a little bit past their prime. Let's say they're no longer elite defensemen. Let's say that, you know, they're only second pair defensemen by year five or year six of this deal. By then, these cap hits will probably still be fair to good bargains for the New York Islanders. And, you know, this is the way Lou Lamorello builds his team from the middle out from the goal out so you got your goalie your top defenseman and then your centers those are the key and look at how deep the islanders are they have two great goalies in varlamov and sorokin and a little bit of veteran insurance in snyder you got pelik and pulak locked up for their primes and maybe a year or two beyond their primes and look at the center position right now matthew barzal Brock Nelson, J.G. Pajot, and Casey Sezikis. Lou Lamorello 
keeping this team together and doing it by still being fair to his players, but not breaking the salary cap and not hurting this team's long-term prospects. So if you ask me, this is a great deal for the Islanders. And believe me, a year from now, three years from now, we will still be talking about the value that the Islanders are getting from Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak. So, you know, no signing bonus also on this deal. So it, it, it's just a straight-up salary situation. And look, it, 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 it's, it's great. And the only sort of caveat that gives a little bit more insurance is that for the first five years of this deal, there's a complete no-trade clause. And in the last three, there's a modified no-trade clause. And look, you don't want to trade Pulak and you don't want, you know, you, you want to make him feel secure and for the Islanders to give up a little bit of cap room in exchange uh, for a little more security for Pulak, who now, you know, knows that he and his family are, are going to be on Long Island for the foreseeable future, unless he wants to go somewhere else. You know, not only are your players productive and fairly paid, but not overpaid, but they're secure and happy. And that, again, makes your locker room culture better, your organizational culture better. And think back five years Think back five years or 10 years or, you know, even 15 years when the Islanders were still at the Nassau Coliseum, didn't have a new arena coming down the pike, were struggling to win hockey games and struggling to get any free agent to sign with this organization. Where, you know, players like Ryan Smith, uh, would turn down more money from the Islanders to go sign with another team because they just didn't feel like they wanted to be a part of this, what was viewed rightfully or wrongfully as a second-class organization. That is not the case anymore with your New York Islanders and with Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz running the show and this team getting to -to back-to-back conference finals and this team having a brand new arena that will be opening in a little more than a month, things are looking up for your New York Islanders. So good news there, and we're happy to talk about it. Uh, So, you know, Islanders locking up Ryan Pulak late last week, and uh, very good news for this organization. We have more to get to on this show. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, and... A little rumor going around. I want to mention it before I really talk about it, but uh, it's worth mentioning and hopefully it'll update itself in the near future. So make sure you stick around for that. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Do you know Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There really is something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, 
They're definitely passionate about their favorites, and it's easy to tell why. Listen to these great flavors. Strawberry, coconut, mint brownie, double chocolate, orange, cookies and cream, and my personal favorite, the salted caramel. Sweet and salty at the same time. I just love it. And if you haven't tried all of the flavors, you can order a mixed box where they'll send you two of each of the nine permanent flavors so you can determine which ones you like the best. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Check out the macros. Each bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein, just 130 to 180 calories, four or five grams of sugar, and only four or five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy, and Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We are actually one day late on this one, but I want to wish a very happy 65th birthday. Hard to believe that. 65th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Ken Morrow. Morrow, a native of Flint, Michigan, drafted by the Islanders in the fourth round back in 1976, was also drafted by the New England Whalers of the WHA uh, in the eighth round that same year, played four years at Bowling Green, and then was a member of the Miracle on Ice 1980 U.S. Olympic team. And after winning the gold medal at Lake Placid, late in the season, Kenny Morrow joined the New York Islanders. And in February of 1980, he wins a gold medal in what was probably the greatest sports moment of the century uh, in America. And then in May of that year, Kenny Morrow wins the Stanley Cup. And Morrow went on to win four Stanley Cups with the New York Islanders. And the addition of Ken Morrow on defense and Butch Goring, who was acquired at the trade deadline in 1980, on offense solidified a great Islanders team into a team that would become a dynasty. And, you know, you look at Ken Morrow, defense was his thing. He was not a great offensive player, but he was clutch. And listen to this. Morrow played with the Islanders through the 1988-89 season when injuries cut his career short. In 550 career NHL games, Ken Morrow scored 17 goals, and 105 points, okay? In 127 playoff games, he scored 11 goals and 33 points. So 17 goals in 550 regular season games, 11 goals in 127 playoff games. Ken Morrow didn't score often, but when he did, it mattered. And obviously his most famous goal, the overtime game winner in 1984, Game 5 of the uh, Best of Five playoff series against the Rangers. We did that last year when Kenny Morrow was our Islanders' birthday of the day. So we're going to go to a different playoff game-winning overtime goal for Kenny Morrow. April 11th, 1980, Islanders and Kings at the Forum in Inglewood, Game Number three 
of this series with the series all tied 1-1. The Kings won game two to send it back to L.A. uh, all even at one. And the Kings got off to a quick start. Mark Hardy, his first of the playoffs unassisted just a minute and a half into the game. He beats Billy Smith and uh, the Islanders trailed 1-0. Mario Lazard was the goaltender for the Kings. And this was a physical physical contest, but ex-Islander Dave Lewis called for hooking. Bob Bourne cashes in on the power play. His second of the playoffs, Dennis Potvin, the only assist at 347, were tied 1-1. But then the Kings get another playoff opportunity. Clark Gillies off for high sticking. Charlie Simmer of the Triple Crown line. He gets his first of the playoffs from Mark Hardy and Marcel Dion at 642. Kings led 2-1 after the first period. In the second period, L.A. extends their lead. Simmer again, his second from Dave Taylor and Marcel Dion. There's your triple crown line at 1047. 3-1 Kings after 40 minutes, but the Islanders come back. Clark Gillies, his first of the playoffs from Butch Goring and Dwayne Sutter at 322, makes it a one-goal game. And then Goring, his first of the playoffs from Dennis Potvin at 634, we've tied. All tied, 3-3, and we go into overtime. And who gets the game-winning goal? Ken Morrow. His first of the playoffs, it's unassisted. There was a, a crowd in front, and the puck deflected. A shot from the point by Morrow deflected in off one of the defensemen in front of the goal, beating Mario Lazard. The Islanders skate away with a 4-3 overtime win. They would win game four the next night in L.A., 6 to nothing to eliminate the Kings and begin their road to their first ever Stanley Cup. So first career playoff goal, first overtime game winner for Kenny Morrow. He is 65 years old yesterday, uh, Sunday. Happy birthday to Kenny Morrow. He's been working for the Islanders organization as a scout. We'll talk about a nice guy. Had the uh, pleasure of interviewing him for my book, uh, Ice Wars. So uh, Kenny Morrow, great guy and a great defenseman for the Islanders. We wish him a very happy birthday. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. Wanted to address that rumor before we leave something going around Twitter, unconfirmed, but just wanted to mention it, that maybe the UBS arena won't be able to open on time, may have to push it back a couple of weeks. Again, no verification on this and Twitter isn't always the most accurate place. We're supposed to get some more confirmation on that early this week. And as soon as we do, I'll tweet it out and I will also deal with it on the show once any news does become official. I hope it's not true, but that was one of the rumors going around on Twitter. So uh, again, hopefully it is not going to be an issue. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the game against the Blackhawks on Tuesday and discuss how the Islanders can right the ship. Now, make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.